killing me softly I'm worried cause my girl woke up screaming get off me Our daughter's almost two, smile sweeter than toffee Be free, feel the breeze, I breathe bees, John Coffee. Get up off of your knees, we need walking When you were talking to me, speak properly MCs know who I be, so they comp me Plus one is more than enough, no posse Roll up in the back of the spot, yeah I got tree Give a fuck if you like me or not, Gilbert Godfrey Yeah I'm off these pot leaves and hits of the Lucy I script it on loose leaf, then spit in a booth Preach into the wind, two sheets A pen and some ideas, the ink it is too cheap All of this dries clear, I sit and watch you sleep I feel that the time's near, I honor you, I swear Whatever happened to soft hands and tough love When laughter was something you couldn't get enough of The story told so many times, not what it once was You must atone for all your crimes when you were punch drunk I find solace in the shade from the sunlight Never bring the bigger blade to a gunfight Life live, love made, if it's done right You damn right I still get paid, though I'm unsigned Hype, hut, hut, hype, like the crime rate Running through Babylon, lying, trying to find Zion's gate I got blood on my lips and love is how iron tastes Bruh, just look at her hips, however could I escape? Try and shake the feeling that they follow me Some places I can't make returns, that's just their policy Living in the belly of the beast, like swallow me Everybody wearing a mask, it's like Halloween Cops shoot first, never ask, fuck an apology Officer, he feared for his life, that puppy growled at him The cowardice we see on the daily, who could be proud of it? Yeah, good cops only take off their badges just to polish them, abolish it In the first place, worst case, peep the scenario. I like to run through trees and I may pull leaves. Ontario, uh, uh, we're very close to finding a solution to the problems that we face, like the garbage and our pollution. Yeah, let's start with unity, that's you and me. And usually, we go together well, like white tees and jewelry. That's time foolery. Get on your QEP and Fred Douglas, word around the town. The next up is a scar kid spitting bars. Just 
was trying to uplift, upper left, living life, high up in the dub six. Why is it we must sit and watch the world crumble? Question everything around me like my man Barney Rumble. Yeah, I walk the path long and try to stay humble. I might slip but never stumble. Smoothly in the back jamming, relaxing and letting music soothe me The wind blew me, listen without a word spoken In too deep, swimming within a violent ocean Him who he grinning, although my smile's broken When do these winnings actually turn to tokens? Iliad and Odyssey I am really mad and saddened by all I see Silly are the fads, your fables and fallacies We run a million miles just to race reality All my travels as a child they have made for callous feet Used to battle with the Bible, now I live a life that's free Choose not to believe that we inherit the evil Sail atop of the sea, or sky flying like seagulls The mind's eye will lead you, no rewind A review in deep time, and see through with each line We reach new heights that we are climbing at Pipes and papers lined with hash They sitting out in the alleyway, you know he be a rhyming cat Align with that, like December 21st, 2012 on 9-11 Building 7 fell down as well The speed of no resistance, explosives and demolition West coasting with no religion, y'all joking, I know the system So I stay unattached, pour fuel and throw the match Door 2, no going back, sore tooth, I flow the facts War you, so slow, relax and let the bass guide us Rhythm that lives inside of every woman and man who stands upon Gaia Damn, my man, I have gone off in the wild Spilling out of my gills so that little fishes can smile Feel me on what is real, we need tribal to raise a child, fable makes for denial, tell truth to the youth kid, high kicking like Ryu in the booth, like Oriyukin, why I do what I do, try just to inspire to question more of this life and accomplish something that's viable, building blocks for the future, stacked half a mile, scar pass, heal slow, relax, smile, yeah, relax, smile. I set up as a recording studio in the back, had a closet with the mic and stuff. And I would just literally like have a bunch of friends over, we'd smoke a bunch of weed and shit, and I would secretly press record and I would just leave the mic on. And it yeah. was I would as long as the curtain and stuff was open or the booth was open, you could catch everything in the room. And then I'd go back in and I would try my best to clean it up and I'd catch little samples. I don't know, have you ever heard of Corvus Blackbird? No. He's another local artist, hip-hop artist, poet, stuff. He's really weird, like everything about him. He's big, seven-foot-tall black dude. 
he's like 55, but he looks like he's like 30, but graying, and he's like a space alien, and he's super fucking bizarre, and just talks about, like, he knows the exact distance between the Earth and the Sun, and the whole mathematical process of, it's crazy, he's super weird, but I would catch all these things that he'd be rambling on about and shit, and then one day we were like, hey man, we should make an album, so we sat down and did a mixtape, and I went back through all those files, and I had all these dope, like, clippings of him and me and other people talking, and us smoking weed and laughing and shit and I put it in the project and it sounded fucking phenomenal because it was like it, it made it sound like we recorded the whole thing in a studio with like 30 fucking people all involved in the process and there's like you in know the project yeah it gave you a whole bunch of like I had phone calls and people answering their phones and you know voicemails and all kinds of shit like is that one of the ones that your girlfriend deleted yeah yeah oh that's, my that's, I, had a, audible, I had a hunch audible intellect that was a great project I think people still have copies of it I still have some songs off of it uh-huh. but I haven't like re-released them or anything but I have them I lost my friend Brent Cunningham's CD on the move here and like dude I'm Damn. torn about it because it's like I don't know it's not on the internet right I have no way to communicate with him damn he, that's, that's not good yeah whatever music lost find it. imagine, uh, imagine ethos. all the music tell us about lost. ethos again man uh yeah so ethos is me and it's um it's how music moves people well, what does it mean again? For, so, uh, for all like the Greeks, hundreds of thousands yeah, yeah, of the Greeks that used listen? the Greeks used to use it uh, to describe the power that music has over a collective culture, people, or like, um, for instance, the influence that artists have on society. Oh, but what were the other ones also called? Uh, so the whole the concept, philosophical concept, is ethos, pathos, and logos, and uh, we have Google, so you guys can. And each one is a way to. Get your point across. Essentially, yeah, it's a form of communication. It's like a. And an ethos uses art. Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, it's like the philosophical concept is uh, is is referencing how we communicate with each other and like the effect that that has on you spiritually and physically. And how, you know, I make small murmurs with my mouth, and you understand it as a language, and therefore, you're getting the thoughts that my brain is trying to. You oh. know, so ethos, pathos, and logos is like a breakdown of how that works, and mm-hmm. uh, ethos is essentially the. Artistic or the whatever uh, teacher emotional. told me about that in grade school, man. Like, thank you. Yeah, is that I know, right? Because I could have been sitting there not learning anything, and most of the time I was sitting there not learning nothing. Yeah, I used to get in trouble for correcting teachers a lot. I did get in trouble like that one time. I got in trouble, you know, that um, there's like those riddles that they do on paper. They're like, well, this guy has this many balloons, and then this per- he gives this many to this person, and like. Somehow the math doesn't doesn't add up, and there's right. like one m- balloon missing. Yeah. And I remember like I showed it to him, and he was <clears> like, "Oh, there's no answer." I'm like, "Yeah." And then I like broke it down and told him where it was, right. and he was like, "Get out of here!" <laughs> like I would get yeah. in trouble for that kind of thing. You know what's a good song is uh, 99 Red Balloons. 99 Red Balloons. Yeah. Gotta look it up. You what type of song up. is it? It's like an 80s pop rock song. I know that. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's actually in German, 99 Luftballons, and then they redid it in English. Huh. It's like some 80s pop star. I forget her name. She was, yeah, it was like one hit wonder thing. Yeah. Yeah, that reminded me, I don't know, something about balloons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red balloons. Yeah. So, uh. Balloons what? are bad, by the way. They, they get in the ocean and sea turtles die and shit. Really? Yeah, we shouldn't do that. We should get biodegradable ones. For sure. And, yeah, dude, and that, that probably is not even yeah. that hard to make biodegradable balloons. It's actually not. They're expensive right now because everybody keeps buying the crappy balloons at Walmart, which also shouldn't support, you know, because they're like capitalists and pay their workers shit wages and stuff but anyway uh yeah we should we should fund biodegradable balloons and only support them so then sea turtles quit dying and you know maybe we have more turtles turtles are way cooler than balloons in my opinion so but eventually it'll all <laughs> go go away hopefully yeah all of it i mean all of it 
Well, the sun is eventually going to explode, therefore burning. That's what I was telling Shannon yeah, yeah. the other day. I'm like, Shannon, we've got like matter. 14 trillion years at most. <laughs> I don't so. even know why I was making that argument. Right. It was something like something about like washing the dishes, and I was like, oh, the sun's going to explode. Dude, Who cares, about, cares the dishes? about the dishes? Right. What is that scene? I think it's Jennifer Aniston. She's all mad about the breakup. I think it is, and she's like, he's like. Well, okay, I'll do the dishes, and then she's like, "It's not the point." And he's like, "What? Do you, I don't understand." She's like, "I want you to want to do the dishes." And he's yeah. like, "Who wants to do dishes?" <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, I don't like dishes either. But food is good, which is good. requires dishes sometimes. Yeah. So you, when did you start doing hip hop? Oh, it's been uh, coming up on a magical seven years now, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, so it all kind of st- I've listened to hip hop for a long time. Uh, first time I ever heard a hip hop song was a California Love radio edit on a CD. And I was like, wow, Tupac is dope. And then I started researching it, realized his like power as an artist again, back to the whole concept oh, of ethos amazing. and stuff. He did. Yeah, he's an amazing person. Um, and then, of course, that was like right, like Slim Shady LP era. So somebody's like, dude, you're white and you listen to hip hop, you have to listen to Eminem. Here you go. Like, yeah, who is also okay. dope, and he's also dope, right? And so, I mean, I don't necessarily agree with a lot of his content. I'm pretty, oh, yeah. I'm a pretty positive person, so you know, talking yeah, about chainsaws you. and stuff. But um, at the same time, I was learning about hip hop as a culture and a lyrical ability, and there's five elements to it. So there's a whole bunch of other stuff. I started watching movies and getting really involved in it. It kind of like saved my life. I've pretty much my whole life lived with you know anxiety and depression, and I've been through a bunch of traumatic stuff. And so, music's always helped me with that. And then hip hop was like a more um, Wait, it was, it was a more youthful yeah, yeah yeah it was more youthful and more like my generation so I felt more yeah. belong I felt like you felt you know, part of it yeah 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 exactly and you I was I've always been welcomed yeah. openly by people that are in the culture and stuff like hip hop's a family so. well what do you think like that song it just plays man that's not, that sounds like it's that you sounds know, awesome old or whatever no I mean I think folk music I, I think uh, I think there's too much um, silence among people and i think that a lot of people really actually do appreciate i love other music. art yeah i'm saying that's what i'm saying like i think people our generation really do like music like that they just like are embarrassed to admit it or they don't tell their friends or they don't really go out and search out so they don't know at, i'm yeah. walking around at work like singing like you know <laughs> right right i mean i listen you know like i still listen to coal miners donner like once a month and people are like dude are you serious i'm like yeah of course like what the fuck I'm like yeah I like music, all music. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't even I listen to noise stuff from, and grindcore. Fourteen hundreds. I've got like an epic, like you know, eagle screech and stuff. Like mm-hmm. I can sing you some death metal, but I don't necessarily spend all my time listening to death metal. But I appreciate some of the bands and you know what they represent and etc. Do you know actually? Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but uh, Mayhem came to Seattle recently or nearby, and Mayhem is like an epic death metal band from in Europe, and they like their lead singer killed himself and he like did all these crazy things with his bone fragments and like used the photo of the suicide as their album cover and they're like legendary death metal Damn. black yeah yeah they're like super hardcore and i was like on some website and saw they were like coming locally and i was like jesus christ so that's what i mean is like there's still i don't think any music has ever necessarily died or fallen I off do. in popularity i don't think so they I don't, change and, and things evolve and, yeah but and i mean if you look at if you look really deep into it like there's a whole culture of people who they're making nothing but like analog sound by like hacking into Game Boys and shit, you know. And I don't listen to it, but it's out there and it's pretty cool. Like and like nerdcore rap and stuff like that. Like and it's I mean, Vanilla Ice started that and it's it's still pop. It's still changing and being popular in a certain subculture. 
So I don't know. Some music has like. I think things just change. Yeah, yeah. Like, change is the only. Con- so I have a bar. Like, maybe, I have like a bar they, that says that. It just kind of like like it's gone, but it turned into something else at the same time. Right. I have a, I remixed uh, "Changes" by Tupac, and oh. um, the first bar is "Change is the only yeah. constant. Ain't nothing been the same since the day I became conscious. Seen the face of a monster. So it's like, yeah, like change is the only thing that's constantly happening. Do you? Yeah. Do you, uh, I do remember that line. Do you have, do you, are you conscious about your pitch when you, when you do your thing? No. I, I'm. Because if you listen to Tupac, he's very on pitch. See, well, that's the thing is I'm completely self-taught when it comes to music at all. Like I played piano. I had like a little bit of piano lessons that I quit on like three weeks in. And like I was in high school band, or not high school, I was in grade school band for like a semester or whatever. But I've always been very anti-establishment. I don't like authority. And so, like, I always took, uh, you know, criticism and, like, people trying to help you. I always took that, like, negatively as, like, a young, you know, a youth full of angst and stuff. And so I would push people away. And because of that, I never learned how to read music. I can kind of count bars. Like, with hip-hop, I can count bars. But only because I've listened to so many raps and, like, heard so many people on beat that I can kind of, like, tell what a bar should sound like. But with the cadences, I use tons of different cadences and vocal stylings and stuff. So I'm not always really like, so to speak, on time or, you know, like where the producer thinks you should be on the beat. I'm not like riding the snare, so to speak, or whatever. And I might switch it. You know, they might make a suggestion and I'll be like, okay, and I'll start half a bar late or whatever. But it's, I don't know what I'm actually doing. I do it by ear, if that makes sense. You yeah. Know, I, don't, I, I can't see it. Like, I can't visualize the it on a piece of paper. Totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I can't, do, I can't visualize it on a piece of paper. And, like, I can't tell you, like, what note that was. That's not even what I'm talking about. Yeah. I just mean, yeah. like, I'm sure Tupac didn't also know what note he was on. <laughs> or maybe he did. I don't know. I think he did go to an art school when he was in, like, yeah, he was, school. Yeah, I think he was, uh, I think it was, like, a visual arts thing. Yeah, like, sure. drama. But they yeah. always sing. And yeah, like, performance kind of arts and visual arts and stuff. But, uh... All I was trying to say was that he's he's awesome with his pitch, and right. I think he probably had perfect pitches. What I, what I, I, I would agree with that. Um, one thing that most people don't know about him though is that uh, all all of those recordings are like ninety track recordings. Like he would keep everything, and they would just layer and layer and layer and layer and layer and layer. And of course, depending on what producer he was working with, they may not need to do that because the guy captures it really. And like maybe he was. Less drunk, less high. Um, one of my favorite Tupac quotes is he's like, somebody asked me why I'm always drunk and high when I make music. Because motherfuckers is drunk and high when they listening to it. And that's like, you know what I'm saying? So he was very free form, but he was also very, like you said, he's very serious about his art. So it sounded good. And like, I do that a lot with my, if there I self-record. There's a ton of work ethic. I think also yeah, with people yeah, like. Yeah, ton of work ethic. Well, also, I think something to add to that kind of question is that. He's doing it twenty four seven. Right. Sometimes that was his job. He's, he's drunk or high or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and it was his job. And consider how much content he put out there, man. Right. How much do you think he was working on it? Twenty four seven. Well, there's still, you know, there's probably, and I'm, I say this with inside knowledge. I mean, like, I don't know Athena personally, but I know people who know those people. And like, I'm, you know, I've had conversations with the outlaws on Facebook and on the phone and stuff like that. And I know. Uh, you know, I, shout out to Asher who runs the Truth About Tupac movement. It's a global movement representing Tupac and like the new film that they're working on. Those people are directly oh, involved in the production of that. Nice. Yeah. So like I have I have information um, from the inside and there's so much music still. Like there's albums and albums and albums of worth of stuff. Like his mom has access. It's kind of like the Prince legacy where there's just tons and tons and tons of material that we probably never will see. 
but well, it's, it's want, out there. Like, yeah. honestly, like, I think about, you know, there's been famous instances with famous composers where, like, Mahler is one. Have you heard of Mahler? Uh, it sounds familiar, yeah. Uh, like, he's, a, he's one of those instances. I forget who else was another really big instance where they burned all their... Okay. I mean, back before recordings, they right. had to, you had to write something down. So they burned them all like the first like first half of their like when they were like 20s 20 something they just like i'm just gonna burn everything that i've done up until now damn start fresh <laughs> i've done that and yeah exactly Ripped and like up. i've lost stuff and and i'm like oh whatever yeah, like exactly like, i'll probably like i think that happened to me recently i lost some some like like five songs i wrote and mm-hmm. i hadn't recorded and i was like oh well yeah i but, mean like you're just gonna keep writing it's the nature of art yeah i also i like it reminds me of that but what's it called the mandala yeah, yeah, right? totally. Isn't that yeah. awesome? Yeah. I, I, I yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm dude, Mandala's are round. I like round things. Round, I mean, well, I mean, it's a circle. What, what movie is that where Rob Schneider's character keeps saying, it's a circle, it's a perfect circle. He's like, life is a circle, everything is a circle. And he's like, yeah, no, I get it, it's a circle, I understand. But he's, he's you know, he's, that the point he's making is, yeah, it's a circle. Uh, uh, Ouroboros is the, uh, the eternal serpent, it's a snake eating itself by the tail. And that's like how um, the indigenous used to represent life. I'm, I nice. plan on getting that tattoo. Uh, and that's basically what it is. It's like, you know, life, like we were saying, change is the only constant and like change is eternal. So it's, everything's just constantly changing. And that's just the way it's going to be. So, yeah. Circles. Yeah. We could, t- man, this is where if only I had like a few pot candies, then I would totally go down the street. I know, right? With you. It would be a really long podcast. <laughs> how much information uh, storage do you have on SoundCloud? You got the. You good? Uh, you got the oh, yeah, <laughs> premium no. account? <laughs> of course. I'm saying, that's what I'm I saying. It's like, that would be a long, that would be a long podcast. Oh, dude, I don't know how many hours and hours I already have up there. Because, I mean, I got like 30 episodes. No, I, I like I said, I listened songs. to some last night and some this morning, and I got to check it out. Like, you guys, everybody listening should listen to more than just this one, too, because there's some dope shit on there. There's a lot of good artists out there. Yeah. And, and it's cool that, like, one thing that we talk about is, like, that we'd love to do is be able to have the money or the sponsorship to have like a bus and just stop in for a month Mobile here podcast. and there. Yeah. Oh, that well, because be you find different musicians in different, like when I left Nashville, I left all that country stuff behind and, right. and I knew to expect the grunge thing here. Yeah. So there's already a couple of bands that are going to come on like that. And yeah. Just where at nature of the beast is mm-hmm. where I am. Totally. You know? And I love that about it. So we'd like to keep moving. Yeah. Imagine well, hanging out in Hawaii for a couple months and that, like yeah, recording people sick. there. Yeah, I know, right? I'm, Everything I'm planning, mellows out for a while. <laughs> I'm planning to, to make my way down to the bay and hopefully to Hawaii. I've got friends down there. Shout out to Free Will and uh, damn, who else is out there? Zion's still down there? I think, yeah, Zion and I. There's a whole bunch of people that live, like moved from major cities in the U.S. and moved to Hawaii just to get away. Yeah. So, yeah. I kind of moved here to get away. I'm in the mountains now. I did the same thing. I moved to Seattle. Well, I moved to Seattle to... I was in Montana before I came here. Uh, Flathead Valley area. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Lots of cool people and stuff. But um, similar to what we were talking about earlier, Montana is the north-south. I don't know if that makes sense. But there's like a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of very aggressive religious beliefs and, you know, drug use in certain circles yeah. and stuff. And it was like I was... Yeah, just kind of it was just, yeah, yeah yeah it was a negative that drug experience thing was something I did see in the south like, a lot of druggies I mean it's everywhere well, like meth, is an, everywhere. meth was an epidemic sure. when I was growing up in high school um, I've lost tons of friends to it both uh, I mean honestly the whole reason and I've said this before you can there's more information about this uh, in my career but uh, the whole reason I started rapping is a really close friend of mine who we both happened to listen to hip hop 
collectively. And we used to always argue because he'd listen to like Lil Wayne and Rick Ross and shit. And I would be like listening to Most Def and Feral Manch. Yeah. And I'd be like, hey man, you need to listen to more conscious music. And we would, it was like a joke between us. And then uh, he basically, because of money, you know, capitalism is fucking evil, but he got involved uh, just as like, uh, as a business venture, got involved in drugs and was making, you know, making money doing, you know, running drugs or or doing whatever it was not i don't know i don't it was his business whatever he was doing um and whether or not we you know whether or not he was actually even incriminating himself to that level he was he was associated with people who were doing these things and basically something happened um people started going to jail people started getting in trouble and people started dying and he was one of the people and he was like murdered and thrown in the fucking river and it was super terrible. And so, like, that's what my grieving process is what started me, like, writing and doing poetry. And that evolved into hip hop. And I started, you know, performing and meeting people. And, like I said earlier, the culture kind of welcomed me. And it sort of saved my life and helped me deal with that. So, that, you know, drugs are so fucking terrible. And something like music combats that. You know, we've got crime and drug use in the inner city. And people, yeah, it's, it's an escape. It's a way to reach people, man. Yeah, well, I mean, drugs are an escape. You're looking for. A connection to something or a way to feel better and I music think a lack does of that feeling. yeah well i would imagine i don't know yeah. I've never i mean been it, it depends like that you know it depends my dad's a lifelong addict i've dealt with drug addiction my whole life with you know family members and friends and stuff so it's really it's 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 huge i mean like i said meth was really big and still is heroin's making a big comeback like there's articles now talking about it's a huge epidemic people are dying you know by the thousands a day so yeah it's it's crazy and yet we're not supposed to smoke pot Right, right, yeah, but I but they're wasting time giving me a twenty seven dollars smoking ticket on the street. <clears throat> Have you did that recently? I've never gotten one, but I've had conversations recently with uh, police officers about this because it's like that's one of the things where it's uh, it's relative whether they want to write the ticket or not because it's an infraction, it's not an actual crime. And I was like, I'm just it frustrates me that I still feel pretty privileged here that I can. If, well, it's if great a twenty seven dollar right. ticket. But like, what I'm well, basically what I was getting at is something like that shouldn't even be illegal. Like cannabis shouldn't be illegal. Oh no, they, they should be promoting it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's medicine. Like, what the fuck are you doing? It grows out of the earth. Like, why are you? you know? uh, it's like it's like a really badass carrot. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> terrible carrot. Devil's lettuce. What do they call the devil's lettuce? You can't lettuce? have that carrot. That carrot's purple. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, they, they, that's the thing is people think of it like a joke, but it's real. Like, they actually do outlaw heirloom vegetables and shit. And, like, you cannot sell oh, yeah. this variety of apple anymore. No, yeah, no. yeah, it's and illegal. Stuff and, like, going yeah, because they for, for money, because it's yeah, profit. Yeah. Like, they want, that's why hemp and, and cannabis are illegal in the first place, is because people in the same textile reason. industry, cotton and timber and stuff, it same grows faster, why, it's easier to produce. Why we can't use Tesla's fucking batteries. Exactly. Yeah. But, bastards. But, I don't know. I don't know if if, if, if my, my friend Jordan was here and he would be going off about how like like so what like every, everyone like his well, I don't want to speak for him but right. one of his perspectives that I, I think I mustered up I could muster up is that why spend your energy worrying about things like that when it's all gonna go to shit anyways um, and he's like he's like it's like he's like just gotta let things be he probably and doesn't have kids yeah, he does. He, he has does. a daughter he loves. Well, see, that's that's my reason. Is my uh, I have you know, but and bef- and honestly, before yeah. that, it was the same. It was the youth because, like, I have hope. I was what I was gonna say is that I think there are people out there, like the youth specifically, who are trying their best to change things, and like change can be made, mm-hmm. at least in small instances. So I agree with who we were talking about earlier. The sun's gonna explode eventually, anyway. So it is kind of all hopeless, but. It, that's that to me is the point the experience 
but that's that's his point yeah. too. Is that the more more importantly, it's to be happy right. and, and to to be enjoying the whole experience and always like what you see is reality and then you pre- right. and and then you know and why, and why not do it that way because it doesn't like matter. What you believe too is is true because you believe it. Yeah, like well, if he he'd have to be here and he yeah. would go off. No, no, no. I I agree with that sentiment <laughs> completely. What you see is what you see, and what you believe is true. Because it's. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. I could, well, I could see, I argue with them all the time. Like, to get, that's who? To get really deep, argument. like you know, people obviously um, bring <laughs> up who. the concept of God a lot, you know. And like, oh, yeah. I was raised in a Christian family. My dad's side being Roman Catholic, so I've been to mass and to church. And you know, my grandfather was a preacher for like forty years. Eyes would roll in the back of his head, and he could read scripture, you know, out of his really? mind. And who so, is this? Um, this is my mother's father's. Your my grandfather grandma. on my mom's side, and. Uh, this is in like rural Oklahoma. So like church of Christ. And when I mean church of Christ, I don't mean like Latter-day Saint. I mean like church of Christ, just Christians for good old American Christians. Um, and so from the South. Or from yeah. Yeah. From the South, like the inner South, like rural Oklahoma. Okay. Um, but basically I have read, I'm theologically knowledgeable. So I've read, you know, a lot of the Bible and I've read a good amount of, of the Torah and of the Quran and of different books, you know, like the books of Thaw and all these things from like Egyptian stuff. And so like, I've read into, um, enough of like what people call religion or spirituality organized. And so I understand that I don't necessarily believe that or identify with a specific religion anymore. And so point I'm getting at is when people ask me what I really believe, and it, I get all the way down to my be- belief is that, yeah, like, of course there's a God. I am God. And then they're like, oh, that's so, how dare you say that's blasphemy. And I'm like, wait, no, hold on. You don't understand. I'm God. And so are you. And so is your dog. And the guy over there who's obviously listening to our conversation out of the corner of his ear and everybody else and everything else that you're experiencing. I was like, you really, all you are is carbon as a physical life form with a brain. And you're experiencing the universe in this moment in time and like of course time is a construct the humans we've developed this understanding of what it means and etc cetera, etc cetera. but all you really are is the same exact thing that you are looking at like you're made of the same atoms that the burger you're eating or the soda you're drinking and hopefully you're not eating burgers and soda but you know you're made of everything that you're witnessing and so you're you're, you're physically changing though yeah every all seven years you're cellularly different. so maybe time is just us being conscious of ourselves time is decay essentially i mean that's really the only evidence we have that it exists that's what makes us think or of the, it, I would, know, well, linear i would think the awareness of stuff decaying or just generally right. more more so the awareness part. yeah yeah the, fa- the fact that we sense things changing mm-hmm. and things the fact that we can sense that mm-hmm. that's us just really being conscious of right. ourselves right essentially but, I agree. I agree. But uh, I forgot what I was gonna. Ah, good tangent. Circles. 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 Sir. <laughs> uh, I had a I had a good point. Totally forgot it. Yeah, I guess it wasn't that good. No, it was. <laughs> it was. Uh, oh yeah, I was gonna say like because like, we, we were talking or you were talking about beliefs. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't really believe anything. Like I don't. I just don't. Because then you block yourself off to other things. I just kind of go with the flow. You know. This is a very revolutionary statement. Are you familiar with Jiddu Krishnamurti? Mm -hmm. Basically, the dude was like a philosopher. He spoke a lot. Um, And this is recent. This is in like the 90s. Mm. And a whole bunch of, he like would speak at colleges and stuff. And a whole bunch of people started following him and considering him a prophet. And he had to be like, no, wait, hold on. You know, I'm not not a prophet. I'm not sent by God. None of that. One of my favorite quotes, and I'm paraphrasing, 
um, it's on my Facebook, I share it all the time, but uh, he said to call oneself Christian or Muslim or American or Indian is to separate oneself from the rest of creation. And basically what he's saying is like, if you put yourself in a box or put a label on something like your belief, say I'm a Christian and I believe that Yahweh is the true God, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, okay, maybe you're right, maybe you're wrong. But no matter what, you're separating yourself from even considering the beliefs of another person. You know, most of my friends are either not religious or they're from a religious background that is completely different than mine. Most of my friends are Muslim. Most of my friends are, you know, um, I have a lot of friends who are Jewish and stuff. And I wasn't raised around that at all. But it doesn't have it doesn't affect me at all. Like the religion doesn't. But if I if I did have some sort of belief, then it would affect me. Right. That's why after all that thinking. I just kind of make that conscious choice to like whenever I start believing something, I'm like, oh, maybe this is the way to do it. Stop. I'm like, oh, gotta start. That sounds like a belief to me. Slap right. on the wrist. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, you're put. You're exactly. You said you're cutting yourself off from experience. I don't want to cut myself off from anything. And and yeah. while I'm here and I'm going through, I mean, you know, yeah, there's gonna be suffering. Yeah, there's gonna be joy, but. Uh, yeah, I, honestly, like okay. if you want to just eat some mushrooms or do some acid or something, and you like feel you'll, a little better. <laughs> you'll understand some stuff about God that you didn't understand before, and then it won't matter anymore. And you know. You know. Wow, but even then, those things mate, you can come out. You people come out of that with beliefs, right? Right. That's what I'm right. saying. My well, whole thing is just let it be. Like humans, and that's why I end up arguing with Jordan. I mean, like it's funny because it's not even like an argument. Right. I'm the one with no beliefs. So I'm like, why? Says who? I just like talk like that, <laughs> yeah. like really generic. What do you mean? <laughs> who made that rule? I just play dumb. Yeah. Sometimes. Well, that's what I mean. That's what I'm. Uh, you know, people are always like, "What do you mean you're an anarchist?" That's what I mean. I and I've told the police this to their face. Like, you can do whatever you want to do with your life as long as you don't oppress me and mine. If I want to do something with my life and I have the, I believe that I have the freedom well, to do that and I'm not affecting, police, I'm not, well, yeah, totally don't, just and don't talk to And it's super different if you're a tall white guy. It yeah, really well, that's is. what I'm saying. I have a place of privilege in the society, so <laughs> I have the ability to, you know, to talk to them and stuff. And I understand all that. But, but what I'm saying is, like, I've pointed it out to the, uh, even my enemies that, you know, you can do whatever you want. You can believe whatever you want. You want to be racist? Be racist. But don't hurt anybody or try to oppress anyone or tell anybody what they can and cannot do or et cetera. Because once you do that, then now you're fascist. And I'm completely against that. And you know, then, then I will f- I'll fight you now. Like, we'll fight. But other than that, do what you want to do. And I think I deserve that same respect. Because, like, here's the thing. Let's say there is a God or let's say that there isn't a God. You and I are still experiencing life the same way. You were born a naked little baby what the hell, why, where gives you power over me? Because you grew up and got a position of power and you're a government official now or something? No, I didn't vote for you. I don't support that. So you don't have any power over me. I'm, I believe that I am God of my own universe and, you know, control my own person. As long as I'm not hurting you, you, you don't have never any never try to control no. anybody. Exactly. In any way. That's anarchism. You're There's an anarchist. There's this really badass fucking, <laughs> what's it called? A little sticker. A little, no, and it wasn't a sticker. It was spray painted on. That Woody Guthrie had on his guitar, and it said, This machine kills fascists. It's one of my but, favorites. Yeah, yeah. But, wow, what I was going to say. Man, too many thoughts right now. Yeah. Well, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, this is election day, after all. Of, in a, oh, in I've totally forgot States about that. America. Isn't that funny? Yeah. I forgot about that. That's true. Well, I forgot about that because of this nice conversation. It's the, uh, it's the season finale of the American reality oh, show. I remember what I was going to say. The other day, someone at work. We were talking about government in general, mm-hmm. and then and then I was some. We were just talking about different countries, and the only one that that I have other sort of like know the people and stuff is Mexico. Right. And I'm sure varies drastically. I haven't been everywhere. Yeah. And but from lots of the the general public sense that I got was that a lot of them just already think like well, government's basically not there. Yeah. Yeah. That's how they see it because you know, and where I, where I grew up on the border, like some point, like the cops weren't even there it was just army and that kind right. of stuff and uh 
and my friend or the guy he's like he's like oh well maybe eventually the rest of the world would catch up <laughs> like just just hey, not like maybe. i'm just not even there yeah and that reminds me of another thing I'm babbling now my friend brent remember i was telling you about mm-hmm. he 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 always liked saying that there was no taxes before the white men came it's absolutely true Imagine that, Absolutely no true. borders, and just, like, people are free, and, you know, the natives and the Mexicans, they almost have the same DNA. Well, they are, and Mexicans are native, you know, they're, they're indigenous to that part of this continent. But they're, like, you know, similar, similar, lot, very similar yeah. genes. Yeah, well, it's, it's funny that you bring up um, what is essentially a native proverb. I have a lot of friends who are native, I'm very active in, you know, the protests that are going on right now, and have been going on with, like, the I Don't Know More movement, I've done shows and, and stuff. Um, some of my stuff on SoundCloud is tracks off of a, an upcoming mixtape. Hopefully we can get it out soon. That's basically going to be, um, we're going to self-produce it and distribute it to the res and just give it away for free to anybody who lives on the res. Uh, and that's any res anywhere in the U.S. I just want like native youth to be able to get their hands on it. And it's like the whole project is centered you around. do it on a flash drive. Yeah, well, exactly. And the whole the concept is like, and like having it online for, for free and stuff too. But the concept of it is that it's like, it's a native liberation album. It's not, like we're not pandering to anybody. We're not, you know. It's very uh, inflammatory Plus, if you do rap. Flash drives. They have a right. tool now. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe we can get it like mounted on the knife or something cool. <laughs> spear. Spear drives. Uh, like something. the. Or, you know. Apparently. Well, that's another thing Brent told me. That apparently the first hatchets that were being sold were both. Uh, it was one. You know, solid piece, and from one one side was the blade, and the other side was a smoking bit. Yeah, my grandfather used to have one. It was really cool. Uh, this is like a, Interesting. you know, what the what the white guy calls a peace pipe or whatever. Oh. Yeah, but it was a large, handled, um, both pipe and then, cool axe. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And the Dutch apparently the Dutch invented that. Mm. I did not know that. They were the first ones to start selling them, and they made those specifically <clears throat> to sell to the natives. So the Dutch invented them. It's weird how trade does that. How trade inspires. When people meet, Stuff well, like it's that. just culture, dude. It's cultures right. clashing together, yeah. and that's awesome. And that's why yeah. I love living in cities. That's why I like it here. Right. Yeah, Seattle's great for that. There's lots of, like, um, barter, There's flea that, markets. that or... wall down the street, right, that you must have seen. Mm-hmm. It says diversity. Uh, what? Diversity makes, makes, makes us beautiful. Us... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that on the way here. I I'm love probably going to get a photo of that. I love it. Yeah. I love walking, seeing that every day. It is. It's beautiful. There's a lot of cool street art in Seattle. I like Yeah, the, the there is community. a lot of cool street art. And the streets are clean, and it's quiet, so it's perfect for busking. Yeah. You ever thought of going busking? Uh, I have done... So, hip-hop's kind of hard to do on the street. Um, Unless you have a little amp. There's some people out there that do it really successfully. Shout out to Scribe the Verbalist. He's a dope artist. He's always out hustling a CD. Um, A-Sun, uh, 11 million, Santonio Bandanas. He has like a thousand names. He He's always out. You know, old school rapper. He's been grinding forever. Same shit. Um, Smarty Jones. He's he does like a you know he bangs on his chest and beatboxes and raps and stuff um, and it's cool and it's like I think it takes a certain kind of like poetry or hip hop song cadence and style I think it takes a certain kind of song to be able to do live on the street and like I don't know I just for me it doesn't translate really well I've done it and I've been applauded on doing it and I've also had negative experiences doing it so I, I had know, this I'm, one guy tell me once that he'd give me thirty bucks just to stop damn really <laughs> yeah I'd have taken that thirty bucks. I was too pissed off at the time. No, I'd have taken the money and then just walked across the street and then started again. In retrospect, I should have said yeah. Yeah. But it's not what I said. Well, hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, what <laughs> I was going to say is there is a show coming up, and uh, it's like a super awesome show. Don't remember the name because it's super complicated and stuff, but if you go on my Facebook or just 
aka ethos.com you'll find it i'm gonna put it up there tonight um and we will be busking at that show so basically all the artists it's in olympia and all, all the artists are gonna like busk during the day outside of the event and then that night we're gonna have like a big show um and it's also in this like it's like a curiosity shop so it's like a whole bunch of weird shit all over the place some of it you can buy some of it you can't and then it's like also a tattoo parlor and, and like an art space collective cool it's really fucking awesome so you know come get discounted tattoos and and i'm talking like hand poked tattoos like dope shit not yeah. even yeah I, I my friend hannah she's uh she's actually putting on she goes by the needle witch and she's a hand poke tattoo artist like a traditionalist tattoo artist she's super awesome she's really into the like you know the the gothic and like um 15th 16th 17th century stuff and it's like she does really awesome portraiture work and a whole bunch of cool like stick work and i'm gonna get some tattoos from her maybe at the show maybe i'll do it on stage I don't know. That could be cool. Get rap, rap, rap tooing. I don't know what you'd call that. Rapping rap while being tuning. tattooed. <laughs> that could be tight. Well, pretty badass. We'll want yeah. to do the concert? Uh, it's coming up soon. It, like I said, no, go I to, mean like concert party. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that concert and then we can, yeah, you can come to the other concert too. 